in good company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. 2017, the year that was with Lisa Cordoff. <laughs> Wow, that made it sound like a movie. I know. I was doing my movie trailer voice. I love it. Uh, so, Lisa, 2017, definitely a year overflowing with lessons. <laughs> Care to share some? I just, I just want the lessons to back off a bit. Um, still coming thick and fast at the end of the year. But, I, you know, last week you shared that 2017 was – a big year for you. It was a big year for me as well. A lot of change. Um, a lot of, you know, this was my th third year in business. So at the end of 2017, I'm now, so my business kicked off all making money from my blog started at the end of 2014. And so now I've just completed three years of of business. And I feel like this third year, it was great. It was when, you know, um, cash flow started to stabilize, but that's, there's a lesson in that. So last week you shared a story of your year. I'm going to share some of the biggest lessons that I've kind of taken away um, because I can't, I'm still wrapping my head around the story of 2017. Can you hear my voice is shaky? Yeah. <laughs> like it's really weird. 2017 has honestly been the biggest, the hardest and the best year of my life for so many reasons, but I will be, I am still very much in the, um, processing, processing stage. Yeah. So, um, I, and, and this is I the thing, right? We are allowed to keep some things for ourselves. You know, there are things that we can share with the public and there's shit that we can keep to for us, you know, yeah. until we're ready to share, if we're ready to share. It's not really anyone else's business what what happens personally for us unless we want to share it. So Yeah, and I think that was something that I used to find really hard with my business was switching off, like where I, I remember doing one of those theatre healings with Nikki mm. and she – and we literally closed the curtains. Like I saw myself on a stage and I closed the curtains and walked backstage. And it felt so peaceful because I feel like for a lot of years I was really on. So this was my year of working out a balance between what I'm sharing. Public Lisa and private Lisa. Yeah, yeah. And there is actually a difference. Mm. And and I started to feel okay with that. I used to be worried it wasn't authentic and blah, blah, blah. But now I just don't. Um, uh, anyway, but so let's just go through some of these lessons. That's definitely one of them. It's okay for me to switch off. It's okay for me to outsource and have people helping me in the business so I can tend to the most important business of my family and that it's really important to have that distinction. You know, when we share so much, it was really hard. But do you know the best and the biggest turning point for me in all that? I felt like I was really hiding away for a little while. And I went in and I got honest with the members in the Small Steps membership. I shared with them a little bit. 
about what had been going on, why I'd been, why I had just had to kind of go into a bit of a cave and that that is my general way of coping. When things are kind of hitting the roof, I do go inwards and I do, um, like friends would be like, hey, you all right? Haven't heard from you for a while. And then the people who know me really well are like, oh, Lisa will resurface. But I felt bad. They were my community. They are the people who I want to serve. And getting honest with them, being held in that space by people we've never even, well, some of us have met in real life, but it was this real turning point. They accepted me for that. They saw me as a human. And I know that they do, but like, I want more of that. Because, and that was the whole point in the first place of my whole brand really was like, you know, we're so much more than just this striving for eating well, or we're so much more than just the pretty pictures on Facebook. We are real people, real humans. Let's talk about it. So that was really nice. Um, I think another big thing that happened during that time when I kind of pulled back a bit was, was learning about, you know, that my team really mattered. And then another lesson I've learned from that is that I don't want to take advantage of my team. So there's people working with small steps who really stepped up during that time. And because I didn't realize how much skin they had in the game, that this isn't just my thing, it's theirs too. And I really want to foster more of that, but in a way that reflects my appreciation my respect for their work, an opportunity for them to stand up further and be rewarded and explore their particular strengths. But, you know, there's been a real up-leveling for me in terms of, I guess, management. And it's mm. it's probably the biggest area that I struggle with in some ways. I get so caught up in the creating and the ideas and all that sort of stuff. And it's the people who are around me helping make this happen that I feel at the end of 2017, I owe a lot to, and I want them to feel appreciated. So this was part of the reason we wanted to start this podcast, right? Because Mm. both of us have worked in kind of dysfunctional workplaces over the years. (laughs) And, and we wanted to know what it, like, you know, there's, there's so much to be said about culture in a company. It's why I started working for myself because I worked in toxic environments so when we create our own space to work, like it's it's one of my key things, right? Like I want the people who work for me to have some level of ownership and I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. And I see so many business owners shut that down. So they're like, you know, they don't let people in, they don't like where they're going is like none of their staff's business. The staff just have to do the shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you get on you're going on a path with these people, mm. include them, you know, create yeah, exactly. the culture, give them some, um, oh, I don't even know what the word is. It's like hanging on the back of my head. Uh, Values, frameworks, vibes, ownership, Marbo. Um, and there's a word that is like, oh. going to come to you this so frustrating when that happens. What is it? It's like, um, what are you trying to say? So autonomy, autonomy, autonomy. Yes, yes. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? In this, in in my particular business, where we're not, we don't all meet at an office. Mm. 
learning about the individual working styles of the people who are working with you and what silence can mean, radio silence from one person can mean a totally different thing to radio silence from another person. And it can be offensive when you misinterpret those sorts of things. And I I feel like, you know, great communication, but that fits with their communication style is is required from some, because, you know, I guess we set the tone without even knowing it, just like people would get a tone from coming into an office. So, yeah, there's been a lot of tidying up and there's, there's been a lot of learning for me in that. And, uh, and there will continue to be because it's, it's an area that's brand new. So, uh, that's been a lesson. So something else that, is one of my biggest lessons was that um, more is possible. More is way more possible. And, but less is better. So less but better, really. That book, Essentialism, really changed the way that I thought about my business, the way I was running it, my life. Stacks, Essentialism, awesome book, get it. I've read a lot of books this year, but Essentialism was the book that really changed things for me because it's not about, you know, pulling back. It's about what is really important and doing that better. But I stretch myself in way too many directions and that that was, but, but what, and what I've realized is that, uh, I will always be a multifaceted, multi-passionate person. There will always feel like more to say than I actually have breath for. But I can I can pull things back a bit. I can focus on the things that really matter and I'll and I get further. So that was really big for me. And did I say before I have a limit? No. So I really feel like uh, I am starting to get a sense of when enough is enough in terms of my capacity. So it's not that I can't take on a lot. It's just that now I don't want to. And it, it like I needed to, maybe I was trying to prove to myself that, that, that things could be done. And I, I don't know if I said this out loud, maybe I said it on the Small Steps podcast, but if we were to do Mums Who Get Shit Done again, which was a little Facebook page that we set up. Which exploded um, overnight. That was crazy. That was really crazy. Mums Who Get Shit Done. But I would call it now people Mums Who Do a Fuckload Less, but do it well. Because I don't think we can do a lot and do everything well. I mean... I mean, that's just setting us up for failure, really, having that right. kind of expectation of ourselves to be all things to all people at all times. Yeah. And I still, like, I have a big problem with that because I am naturally a giver. That's where I sit comfortably. But I, I, I actually, I have a limit and I have a limit in terms, like, my health. Like, I just, I'm just starting to get to know it and it feels really nice that I can be that I now know what pushing it to the max feels like and what that can do to my relationships or my health. Um, I like that lesson. Um, 
it's it feels good because I think for a long time I just thought I could just do whatever. But in saying that, I think one of my biggest lessons was that you can run a successful business and be a good mum. That was huge for me. Like that was the thing that was holding me back the most. I think I was like, well, what if this is huge or what if this really grows and then that means I can't be there for my kids or I can't, you know, whatever, you know, just be the mum that I want to be. And I can, I absolutely can. And this is the mum they signed up for. You know, they chose me and this is my path and that's cool. It's just okay for me to want to have a business and something that feels really good to me and my babes. Definitely learnt that, you know, the whole thing that James said about the rest is the work, you know, that's something I'm still learning. <laughs> Slow learner, Lisa. <laughs> but when, like when do you get your best ideas, Carly? In the shower, when I'm walking on the beach. Right. So I give myself so few of those moments. Yeah. See, this is the thing. When you talk about, um, you know, for me, I I don't, I mean, in some ways I do, but I don't subscribe to the mother guilt thing. I've always been pretty selfish uh, and I'm like totally okay with that. You know, I will always put myself first. Yeah, that feels odd for me even to hear you say that. You know, and it's something that I encourage my small steppers to do only because I'm realizing it is the fucking key. It is the key. And I just, I don't know why it eluded me for a really long time. Well, society doesn't like this. this it's just the rebel in me. <laughs> when society tells me something, I go and do the opposite. So it's like when it's telling us that, you know, as a woman, we have to be insert all the reasons here, I'm like, no, fuck you. I can be whatever I want to be. And so <laughs> Lisa's laughing because she knows that's totally <laughs> So when when society tells me that a mother, all the things that a mother needs to be and all the things that a mother needs to do, sure, there might be a moment where I subscribe to that, but then I, I, I live for challenging the status quo. So Nobody is going to tell me how I should be a mother. I decide that, you know? And Yes. and But do you know what? I think for me, I just sunk into motherhood. I loved it. I like those years of my babies being little. I just, I was right in there. I, it was, it, it became who I was. And I loved, I loved that stage of my life. I really did. It was hard, not easy. Uh, and I worked the whole way through, whether it was, you know, just freelancing back to the production company when my son was little or selling Thermomixes when I had the two little ones. And then um, when my youngest was born, I launched Small Steps to Whole Foods. There was always something going on that was just for me. Uh, but but they were the, the absolute priority. And it felt cool for that season of my life until it just wasn't cool anymore. And that's and, and the key, right? I think that's the key. I, I, I didn't realize I had a choice. That that was it. Like I didn't, I had, and this is the, so these two lessons, 
every single thing in my life is a choice. Everything. Huge, huge, huge lesson for me in 2017. And then the other one is the responsibility factor that I need to take responsibility for everything that is in my life, responsibility for who I am. What, like, you know, I can make up so many excuses why I don't have an exercise regime. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. Like, it's not any of those external forces. It's not any of the external forces that that mean we don't eat well. It is a choice and it's my responsibility. And like, I need to be responsible for the fact that I'm not the one changing things to allow for the important things. Do you know what I mean? I just, and exactly the same with business. So a big problem that I've had that you know of is that I find it very hard to congratulate myself to to say, well done, Lisa. I'm just always like, well, could have been better. Oh, it was it was Lisa's hard work. It was yeah. it was all, oh, our, all Mal. It was, it was all it was our friendship, um, or it was that conversation, or it was this. There's never any taking responsibility for my own like I can't even say the word success. You know, it just, it feels really uncomfortable for me. And I've realized that if I don't do that, I'm just doing myself a huge disservice because I'm not able to see what I am. I'm not able to grow because I'm constantly outsourcing my success (laughs) to other people. But, you know, so, I mean, this one is still dropping for me. This is going to be a big ongoing You're in lesson. the thick of this one. <laughs> I am like right here in this, journaling the F away. And also, you know, another lesson is how I have, how I consider everyone else's feelings when things do go well, not even like, you know, when they go badly, yeah, but that's way more comfortable than when things are going really well. And so, you know, we temper our, well, I temper myself. I just kind of play it cool. And it's just serving no one for me to do that. But the story in my head has been, you know, one of, well, I just, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to make anyone else feel bad. I don't want to, you know, we talked about that with up-leveling. But, yeah, I just, that whole um, everything in our life is a choice and I need to take responsibility for everything that is in my life or not in my life, probably some of the biggest lessons. Also, the fact that things can shift in a fucking instant. In an instant. We can hear something and we've already had people say this to us with this podcast that sometimes we can just hear something and it can shift something so massive in us and we're never the same. That is extraordinary. And and if we allow that, it just makes me feel like anything is possible. So my word in 2017 was expansion. I just wanted to be open. I have an open heart and open mind to what was possible. And I've realized that that I've done that, we changed our life in a way that we'd only ever talked and dreamed about 
just for years, we were just stuck in the when this happens or when we can afford it or when the business is at this level or when, 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 when. And eventually, you know, sometimes a lot, like if you don't act on that stuff that is niggling, you're just going to get slammed by a freaking Mack truck and you'll be forced to do it. And that's kind of what happened to us this Mm. year. So I'm so grateful for that because it has really made me realize that I need to listen way more and I need to be a like be willing to take a few more risks because when it does feel right it always is oh why don't I recognize that you know, when the Mack truck hits, it's like everything that was hidden inside is exposed. Yeah. And that, like, can be so uncomfortable and horrible when you're in it, but it can also be so incredibly freeing and empowering because I, th- I feel like we both had Mack truck. <laughs> Mack trucks hit us this year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I still feel like I'm kind of like in recovery. In recovery yeah. <laughs> I feel like just trying to put the pieces together, waiting for the bruising to go down, like waiting for a few ribs to heal so I can breathe again. Like I really feel like I'm in some kind of hangover effect. And and I and I also know now that there's there's no point pushing through that. Like it just has to all just kind of just give it a chance to gently land, gently heal. And, yeah, you know what? Yeah. On a very pragmatic level as well, um, the power of planning and the power of systems and organising has been another huge lesson. What? <laughs> oh, weird. Weird that this seems to come up so every fucking episode. <laughs> I know, but I've never, do you know what? I've been scared to plan. I've been scared to um, really dream big mm. because what if I fail? Like, I mean, we I'm had just- this conversation just a couple of days ago in the car, remember? Well, I was in the car. You weren't in the car. I was <laughs> coming back from the beach. I was right in the car there with yeah, You were. And, and we par- I parked. We parked. I parked. Um, <laughs> made out. In the, yeah. And that's what Miko would say. You're probably making out. Um, <laughs> we, we, I parked and we were talking about this, about how, you know, when, when we've gone away for those weekend planning retreats and stuff together, and I could see what I was meant to be doing, but then logic would kick in. Mm. And so I'd start mapping out something that didn't light my soul alight because I was so afraid of, it was twofold. I was afraid of of the success and what that would cost me. And I was Mm -hmm. also afraid, still very much afraid back then, of the failure. Mm. And of what if I put my heart and soul into something and all of it, and it didn't work out. Mm. But then also, what if it did? Oh, I know. God, I am right there. Yep. And I think what I am seeing more and more evidence of is that it's not random. Some people can have success and just be like, I, I feel like 
you know, there's this really big part of me that feels like maybe I'm not that good at online business, but I have kind of taken myself so far that there is something about me that, you know, it's not, it's not the email sequences. It's not the pre-launch. Maybe it's just how, maybe, maybe it's me. But then if it is, then that just feels like the biggest responsibility and that it feels like, uh, I mean, I don't even know what to do with that. I don't even know what to do with the potential that I'm starting to realize I might have. Yeah. And it's scary because it, it's not even scary because I could fail. It's scary because I'm starting to open my eyes to, I don't know, who I am or something. I don't know. I've been telling myself stories for a really long time about how random everything is and how I couldn't have expected that. But I You know do what? That's so really different. Hard. That's where we're the opposite, right? That is where we're the opposite because you're like, oh, it's so random. Oh, I had no, you know, it just kind of happened to me and blah, blah. And I'm like, this is so personal. It's so yeah, personal. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? So weird. Just another way we're complete fucking opposites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't take any responsibility for the good and, or the bad. And, and oh, responsibility take- and duty were the two things that weighed down so heavily on me for years. Like, do you remember when we were in that little mastermind with Phoebe? Mm. Mm. And I didn't want to move forward on anything due to the deep sense of responsibility I felt for potentially letting people down. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was just stuck because I was so fucking terrified that, yeah, that I would fail people and myself. <laughs> You know, this is also kind of the boundaries thing as well, isn't it? It's also just us getting to go, actually, you know what? Not cool by me anymore. Why am I putting my energy into this? I'm going to protect myself. Like I can do what serves me. Mm. And it's so, it's just, it's, I mean, it sounds even ridiculous that we would even be talking about this. Of course we should serve ourselves. And that when you said that to me as well, was like, well, what does this look like if instead of feeling like your business had to serve everybody else, it served you first? You created something that felt really good for you and it just made your life more fun, better, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I never even thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also because once, I, you know, this is a thing also, I've realized I need white noise. Like I, I need space in my year, in my week, in my day to just hear myself fucking think. Because without that, uh, we're just on a treadmill. We're just on, we're just And so the more, and that's what the US trips were for me this year, Mm. my huge breakthroughs, like I would, I started writing a book on the plane. I just mapped out my whole entire book and. And back to you. You mapped out back to you on the plane. Back to you. Uh, In a cafe, I wrote out a blog post introducing that whole concept. I messaged you the modules between New York and LA, I had written it all out and messaging you like, fuck, that's great. Go for it. And <laughs> came home and yeah, within two months I had created a whole program. 
a whole pre-launch, my biggest pre-launch ever and my biggest launch ever because I just gave myself space to think about what it is that I really wanted to talk to my community about and I trusted it. I just trusted that it was going to Because it didn't make any people. sense at the time. That was the whole thing. No. You were like, oh, God, it's oh not God, food. I'm, I'm not talking about yes. food. Yes. Is this going to like I'm- alienate everybody, you know, in my audience? Are they going to get it? But you wanted you. Yeah. So that's what, that's what, yeah, bit of, bit of space to hear myself think because I know the answers are always within me. I've just kind of disputed. I had a whole lot of lessons there. I don't know if it was <laughs> at all made any sense. Um, but, you know, I think I'm going to go into to 2018 and and January on the podcast is going to be an exploration for us sharing how we're setting ourselves up for this new year. But I need, I, I think, you know, I will probably still be in a bit of hangover, but I, I know I also get to choose that I can also just choose choose the lessons I can take responsibility for everything great that happened this year, and I should, and I can take responsibility for the shit that didn't work out either. It's all me, and it's all okay, because another lesson I've learned this year is it's not all going away. Mm. This is the path I'm on, no matter if a launch is good, bad, whatever. This is this is what's for me, and I have the ability to keep growing it in a way that feels really good. And uh, I'm just going to keep trusting that. I mean, 2017, you almost fucked me right over. Like <laughs> there's been so... You were on life support. <laughs> but I now you're back. More healing. this year than ever before. But our family is in a better position. My business is in a way better position. Uh, and me personally, Lisa Kordoff, I am... I'm getting to know myself on a whole new level. And for that, like, oh, my God, that just feels like the best lesson of all, or the best outcome of all, that I am getting more in touch with me. Like, 2018, i got plans for you, bitch. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> so, yeah, next week, hopefully, we will be interviewing Nikki Smith to really talk about setting ourselves up for 2018. And then all of January is going to be an exploration of us setting ourselves up and inviting you along for the ride. So if you want to be part of the ride, highly recommend we've like the, there's already maybe 30, 40 people in that keeping good company Facebook group. If you want to jump in there and join us on the ride for January, we would uh, yeah, love to take you along with us. Yeah, it's cool. Um, you know, it's just a, a cool little place for people to discuss the things that they've learned on the episodes or what it's meant for them. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We have some we've some plans for for the podcast for 2018. Uh, but which we, we haven't mapped out yet. <laughs> It's totally all there in our heads, which is not where it belongs. It belongs it on Google the bloody Doc. Google Drive. <laughs> um, but we also, we love hearing from you guys about what it is that you want to hear um, and anyone that you'd like us to interview, discussions that you'd like us to have. Uh, Anything you're really up. struggling with and, you know, you need some insight around. Yeah, we invite you to let us know. Obviously, we like a jam. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. See you next week on Christmas Day. New Year's Day. Ah. Huh. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is what batching. <laughs> It's new for us. Lesson in 27. Batch motherfuckers. Batch. Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company. Bye.